Good to see each of you this morning. Great baptismal service. Love that. Um, hey, I'm going to jump into a series, a real quick one. It's just three parts to this. I'm calling it First Things First. Uh, Exodus reminds us that we shall have no other gods before thee. And so I want to look at three things that we've got to keep first in our lives. First, I want to look today at the worship person. We are worshipers. We're created to do it. It's not something that somebody has to teach you to do, okay? You, you were created to worship, and I want to look at the worship person today. I'm going to do it probably different than you think I'm going to do it, but you'll figure that out in a little bit. I want to look at three areas today. Number one, Scripture. Scripture. Secondly, obedience. Mm, obedience. And then last, worship. Okay? I want to ask you a question. It's a big question. Why don't you listen to it? How then shall unbelief be cured and faith be strengthened? How do we cure unbelief while strengthening our, 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 our faith? How's our faith come alive? Surely not by straining to believe the Scripture as some do. Not by frantic effort to believe the promises of God. Not by gritting our teeth, determining to exercise faith by an act of will. It's all been tried and it never helps. You say, well, preacher, you're supposed to have faith and I got I to gotta, I gotta make myself have faith. No, you don't have to make yourself have faith. We're going to see in just a little bit where faith comes from. So what is the answer to the question? Of how do we cure unbelief by strengthening our faith? What is the answer found? It's found in Scripture. Job tells us in Job twenty two twenty one. Now acquaint yourself to him and be at peace. Acquaint yourself with him. Acquaint means to sit with him. Acquaint means to be at steel before him or at rest with him. How long has it been... Since you acquainted yourself with him. I'm not saying a devotion. I'm saying if you sit with him in his word. Sit at his feet. Not to do what somebody else wrote for you to do. And you go, oh, okay, I'm done. Oh, no. Listen to me. We should never, ever dismiss ourselves from the presence of God. Never. There should never be a man-made book that says you're done. Next. Got the 12th. Tomorrow's the 13th. I'll do that one then. How long has it been since you did what Job... Remember where Job is writing from? He's not writing from Walt Disney World, brothers. You know what I mean? He ain't having a time of his life. They're eating cake and ice cream and pop a balloon and boo-hoo-hoo. Okay, I mean, he's, he's, he, he's not having the joy of a life. He says, but you got to acquaint yourself with him and be at what? Peace. Tell me about Job's peace. Had to come from something other than circumstance, amen? Because, dude, look at his circumstances. They're not good. Mm -mm, they're not good at all. 
So where does that come from? Mm, that comes from acquainting yourself. That comes from sitting. That's coming from being still. That's coming from maybe prostrate before the Lord and not getting up until he raises you up. But you sit in his presence. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I want you to watch the order. Faith comes from Hearing, but hearing by the word of God. So we don't really hear anything but this. You ever been in a conversation with your wife and you're doing a little bit of 60% wife and 40% sports center? Can I get a witness? That was some kind of high. Did you see that dunk? That was nasty. He broke some ankles getting to the hole. Okay. So I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. And she'll say, can you repeat back to me what we just said? Ugh. Well, you said you got to cross over and hit the lane hard, and when you get there, you, gotta, you probably got to bring it home. Don't be going to layups. That stuff gets blocked. That is not what I said. All right, repeat, because I'm really listening this time. You ever been there? Am I the only husband that says, please say that again, because this time I'm really listening. Listen to me. God says, in this book, I am going to speak to you. I'm going to bring you fresh revelation. I'm going to bring you enlightened word of God to you. I'm going to bring it to you. But you have got to listen to me. You just can't hear it. you got to hear it. Okay? you got to hear it. That means you've got to put yourself in a position where you automatically turn off the ears of the world. And you got to let your mind rest. And you got to clean your eyes. And you got to let that soul that's doing all kind of stuff and juggling everything just be still. You got to do what Job said. You got to acquaint yourself with him and let the peace come. My friend, listen to me. All these people you see with great faith, great faith came from one place. Okay? James 2.22 tells us that we must be doers of the word and not just hearers, okay? These two verses show us a way to strong and lasting faith. You get acquainted with God through reading his scriptures, and faith will come naturally. You get acquainted with him through the scriptures, and faith will come naturally. If you're sitting here this morning saying, Pastor, my faith's not where it needs to be. Let me help you with something. Your scripture time is not where it needs to be. I said, well, that's just rude, and I'm no longer coming to this church. Well, I'm sorry, because I love you too much to tell you nothing but the truth, okay? Listen to me. Faith does not come from anything that we can do in our strength. You see anybody of great faith, I'll show you a great person in the Word. Every time. Because, my friend... This is where faith comes from when you acquaint yourself with God, when you hear the word of God, okay? Then you can do the word of God, okay? Then only then. You read all this book and you've got great faith everywhere. You want to be a man or woman of great faith? You cannot listen to anything but hearing the word of God because that's where faith comes from. 
That's where it comes from. Faith comes effortlessly to a heart as we elevate our concepts of God by prayerfully digesting his word. And such faith endures, for it is grounded upon a rock. It won't budge. Mark 9, 23 and 24 say this. The dialogue is going on between a dad about his son. And he asks an interesting question to Jesus. And Jesus says this in verse 23. If I can, if I can, Jesus said, everything is possible for him who believes. And immediately the father explained, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Is that anybody besides me in the room? Man, I'm telling you right now, I wish I could tell you as a pastor of 28 years that my faith is off the chart. But I grow every single day in my faith because I grow every single day in the Lord. Listen to me. I would love to be able to say, well, you just got to have faith. That's real easy to say, little pious church answer. But I'm going to slap you if you say that again. All right? It's a different story to say that stuff just because you randomly know how to say church terms. And it's another time to step up to the plate and swing the stick when you're there. Total different thing, man. Faith is confidence in God's self-revelation through the Holy Scriptures. People come up to us all the time and say, man, you and Melissa, mm, I'm telling you, y'all are walking, walking testimony to faith. Well, thank you. But you didn't see the times my wife was laid out on a bathroom floor crying. You don't see the times of me being scared to death as a husband and didn't even know I was a pastor at the moment. Pastor was secondary to me at that point. My life mate, my soul mate, my, my chosen one from God was going through something I couldn't do nothing about. And God said these words to me. Preacher boy time for you to start walking what you preach either you believe me or you just chattering are you just chattering i said god whatever you got to do do it in me start in me start in us and i'm going to tell you right now i cried a lot of tears i said a lot of why and we just dug into the word that's where we dug if you see any faith in us, it's not faith in us, it's faith in the word. We just believe the word. All we did was believe the word. We believe the word that God wasn't just doing the healing. He was in the healing business, and he was doing healing. You say, well, I still believe God does miracles. How many times have you ever just said that, but how many times have it been required of you? It's another thing when it comes demanding and knocking on your door. You believe in that? I believe, God, you can do a miracle. I believe it. I believe it. Faith comes from Scripture. If you're lacking faith today, then I have a great little pill I can give you, so to speak. It's called the Word. If you'll get in the Word, you will not have little faith. You cannot get in this book and get acquainted with a great God and have tiny faith. Can't do it. Because when you get into the word with a great God, you will have great faith. You will have faith that blows your own self away. And that's a good thing. Okay? Faith through scripture only. 
We use the word revival a lot. You look at this uh, phrase. Revival begins in the singular and not by prayer alone, but only with obedience. The man who seeks revival has stopped thinking in the plurals and has narrowed his faith down to one single individual himself. Then you say, what then? He can find that after which he can find what his soul is yearning for. How can he cooperate with the hungers that are within him and be filled? He must rid his mind of false notions that prayer alone will bring blessing. Normally, all transactions between the soul and God are carried out through prayer. But I'm going to tell you something. You can pray something to death and it never gets up. How many times have you prayed something, but you never moved something? Come on. Listen, you can sit on your tush and pray if you want to, but sometimes you've got to occupy your legs and move. Pray for your neighbor, pray for your neighbor, pray for your neighbor. Won't you just walk across the yard? Pray for my marriage, pray for my marriage, pray for my marriage. Why don't you die to self and love her like the church? Selfish people have miserable marriages. You know that? I've never met two selfish people who have a great marriage. Just impossible. But Jesus said, if you'll die like I died for the church, she'll be crazy about you. Well, she don't respect me. Mm. She'll respect the church. I promise you. Die to self. It's the right in Scripture and according to the testimony of the saints that any spiritual advancement made on the front, on any front, any deliverance, any purification, any endowment of power comes from prayer of faith. Our era is in that we try to secure these benefits by prayer alone. Listen to me. Don't walk out of here and go, I just heard a, a preacher preach that prayer is not important. That is not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. I've met people that have been praying for lost people for 40 years. And I asked them one simple question. Why haven't you shared Christ with them? I'm just praying that somebody will come in their path. What if you're the one that's supposed to be in their path? Well, prayer is powerful. Yes, and so are the feet that bring good news. So get your shoes tied and go see them. Quit praying for people that are lost and go be with people that are lost. There are divine people that are chosen by God for you to win the Christ. And until you come in contact with them, they might not get saved. That includes family members. That might be your son or daughter. The correction of this era is extremely difficult to overcome. It requires obedience. Listen, obedience is hard. But obedience must come out of Scripture. When you get in the Word, when you have faith, you can step out in obedience because you know that a great God will take care of you. See, if I, if I said, you got to step right here on this step, well, that's real simple to do, isn't it? Because you can visually see a step with your human eyes. But see, this is a whole different story right here. There's no step here. There's a step, but I look like the boys falling in the baptistry, all right? Here's how God works. You heard me say it a thousand times. God, through faith, will ask you to step. You will want to say in human terms, where do I step? He will say, 
I'm asking you to step. You will say again, where is the step? He will say again, I'm asking you to step. You will probably say it again, where is the step? This time he will probably reply in all of, shut up and step. All right? Faith is stepping where there is no step. And the sovereign God will create a step for you to land on. If you knew it was a step to start with, you don't need God. And it doesn't require any faith. My friends, obedience must, must follow Scripture. Scripture produces faith, and obedience follows that. All that you see Jeff and Melissa do, and we're not superhuman, don't get me wrong. I, these pants did not get on me both legs at one time. I did it one at a time, okay? One at a time. I tie my shoe one at a time. We struggle, we struggle, we struggle like any couple. But all we're trying to do through this whole journey is, is, is honor God, glorify God, live according to the word, walk in faith, and be obedient to his word. Crash or burn, doesn't matter. Shavat be shotgun moment, doesn't matter. I'll burn up, I'm not bowing to you. But when I come on the other side, our prayer, like Melissa has said, that our hair is not sinned and our clothes is not had the smell of stink, as a smoke at all, that we smell like the king when we come through it. All right? Listen to me. Prayer, as beautiful as it is, is no substitute for obedience. Somebody in here needs to understand the fact that you have prayed, 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 but now it's time to step. You can pray it to death. Okay, old pastor used to tell me you can pray God away from your prayer if you pray too long. (laughs) I don't know if that's true, but God says, man, you pray about it, and I speak, you got to go. You got to go. Scripture produces and grows our faith. Obedience becomes our natural response. And worship will break out promise you. I've never met a person that is not sitting with the Father, acquainted with Him in the Word, walking in obedience that needs somebody to help them worship. Listen to me. When you are walking in Scripture and your faith begins to grow, you step out in obedience, you can't help but worship. You don't need Paxton, you don't need music, you don't need Hillsong, you don't need some warm and fuzzy smoke and all kind of stuff to get you going. Dude, you can get going in the middle of a dump like Job. Why? Because you've acquainted yourself with the king. I'm telling you right now, some of y'all think the only time you can worship is at church. And when everybody, all the settings right, temperatures right, song is right, all this stuff. No. Man, I'm going to tell you something. You can get up every morning when that sun comes up and you can throw your hands back and say, great is our God. Great is our God. It'll come from a well. If there is no well, it won't come. If you need help in worship, something's wrong. You don't need help as a worshiper. I want you to look at a couple of scriptures real fast. Listen to these words, Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great king above all gods. His hands have made the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his. He made it for his hands formed it from the dry land. Come, 
And let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the flock under his care. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare to the Lord among the nations the marvelous deeds among all the people. For great is our Lord, most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for the other gods of all the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens, splendor and majesty before him, strength and glory in all the sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families and nations, ascribe to the Lord the glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name and bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord with gladness and splendor and holiness and tremble before him all the earth. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Listen to me. He said, preacher, how can you talk about the worship person and you didn't even talk about worship? That's exactly how you talk about worship person. You see, worship flows. And let me say it to you again. Scripture produces and grows our faith. Obedience becomes our natural response. And then and only then, worship will break out. Worship will break out. My friends, listen to me. If you want to become a great worshiper, you become a great man or woman of word. When you get in the word, it produces faith and your faith will grow. You will step out on obedience. When you step out on obedience, backing by the word of God, and God does those things in and through you and around you, you can't help but worship. You will not have to have a jump start. You will not have to have a setting. You will not have to have an atmosphere. You absolutely will worship if you're the only person within a 100,000-mile radius because you have seen the God that created you, the miracle God, the God of the Word, the God of Scripture, the God who said, if I can, only you need to believe. Oh, I believe, God. Help me overcome my what? Unbelief. Come on. You want to overcome your unbelief? Get in the Word. Otherwise, Facebook's not going to help you overcome your unbelief. Okay? The Word will. And absolutely, from this pattern right here, worship will come. You want to grow as a worshiper? It's the same measure of your time in the Word. And obedience out of that Word will create a heart of worship. It will. Let me lead us in a time of prayer. As we enter a time of prayer and invitation... I simply want to ask one question to you this morning. I ask a lot. What did the Holy Spirit say to you today? Not what did I say. What did the Holy Spirit say? What did the Holy Spirit say to you? For some of you, here's what he said. Your time in the scriptures, mm, they're not there. You may be thinking, I need more faith. God says you need more scripture. You may say, Pastor, it's hard for me to be obedient to God. It's not hard to be obedient. You just got to step. Pastor, I want to be a better worshiper than being a better scripture guy. Okay? We're going to have people standing up here. They're here to pray for you and agree with you. Maybe you need to come to the altar this morning and say, God, I want to be more of a man of the word of God so I can be more of an obedient man, so I can be more of a worship man. You may be a wife in here. You may be a wife that says, I need to be more of a scripture girl. So I can be more of an obedient girl. 
so I can be more of a worship girl. Whatever it is. If you're at my sound of my voice and you're saying, I, I want to be like those that got baptized. I want to be born again. You can come this morning as well. But this invitation time is not the church's and it's not mine. It's his. So honor him this morning. I'm going to invite you to stand and we're going to pray. Father, this morning, invitation is your invite to us to respond to you. Father, I pray we do that. Move us now for your glory and your glory only. In Christ's name, amen.